Balls Don't Lie Podcast with your host, Anton and regular Steve. Please follow us on Twitter at Balls Don't Lie Pod. That is Balls with a Z. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate all of your support. Without you, hey, none of this hey. would be possible. Now, Balls, where's my snare? Let's go, let's go. Welcome to Balls Don't Lie. I am your host, A-N-T-O-N, and time, along with my co-host, regular Steven. What's going on, pimpin'? Not much, buddy. We got a beautiful sunny day here in Lafayette, Indiana. Summer is officially over. For sure. Officially over. We've got cold temps <laughs> back in here, and it's, uh, I don't know, wasn't really ready. It's weird. It's kind of like, I like having that little long summer, but it's also nice to get kind of the... You know, the gradual yeah. cold instead of just going from summer temps back to, okay, yeah. here's winter. Right. It's it's so weird. You know, I think, well, not last week, the week before, it, it teased us with the real cold. Yeah. And then the warmth came back. We're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I wake up yesterday and the wife was like, where's your keys at? We got to <laughs> start your car because it's quite frosty outside. Yeah. So. Today doesn't feel too bad, though. You know, no, in the when 40s. the sun's out, it, when you're yeah. in the sun, it feels right, pretty good. Right, right. In the nice little 40s right. or something like that. So, it is what it is, brother. But uh, that lets us know that it's well into football season. It's football season <laughs> getting getting going here. We got yeah. about halfway through the season in the NFL. Yes, sir. Colleges are having all kinds of issues getting games completed. They're canceling all kinds of games with That's COVID issues going on all over the country. That's what I'm hearing. So NFL teams have been hit by it as well, but they just seem to be pushing through. Yes, absolutely. So. Doing what they got to do. Got uh, new protocols in place just in case they don't get it, get through the season and, you know, different things are going on. The NBA's uh, draft is coming around the corner. That is on the 18th, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so that's what, four days ago? Four, four days away? Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, we're four or five days four away or five. from the draft. Yep, yep, yep. Trade rumors are in abundance at this point. Uh, free agency is going to be a doozy, even though all the huge names are next year. But, you know, free agency is always fun. Always fun. But anyways, let's get into some football, my brother. Let's do it. Let's uh, jump into the standings just to get a brief update on what's going on. Uh, let's start in AFC East. Uh, looks like everybody got a dub last week, except the lowly Jets. Bills at seven and two. Miami five and three, climbing the boards. Uh, the Patriots three and five, squeaked out a victory last week. <laughs> yeah, Jets really did everything they could to give that game away. Uh, Miami does beat Arizona in what was actually a pretty good game. Yes, it was thirty-four, uh, thirty-one. I believe mm-hmm. it was. Battle and the, the Bills guys. got the Seahawks, so yes, sir. Which is something I did not expect to happen. They gave it to them pretty good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all right, uh, AFC North. My boys are still undefeated, though they're trying to take an L with the COVID thing going on right now. We'll probably get into that a little later, but they squeaked out a victory against the lowly Cowboys last week. Hurt my heart, but it was a good dub overall. Still. Ravens at six and two. Uh, Browns, doo doo Browns at five and three, and the Bengals two and five. They scare me this week. Not gonna lie. Well, especially they, if you guys, yeah, if yeah. Roethlisberger, we'll set to see. I think they even scare me with Roethlisberger this week, but we'll see. Anyways, uh, AFC South. 
The Colts get a nice dub last night over the second place Tennessee Titans, bringing them both at six and three. Uh, obviously, Colts get the tiebreaker so far. Texans two and six, still trash, and the Jags even worse, one and seven. AFC West, the Kansas City Chiefs eight and one. Everybody still say they're the best in the league. I still agree. Uh, lost Vegas. Las Vegas Raiders. I'm gonna start just practicing that randomly because I still it's still weird. Uh, they're at five and three. Uh, they're two game. We won two games straight, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, two straight. Uh, Broncos three and five, and the lowly Chargers two and six. Much better than what the records say, but they find ways to lose in the end. So. That's how you get two and six. Yep, still can't get out of their own way. Yeah. Let's go to the NFC. <laughs> do we have to do the East? Uh, just we it's, have to, but it's uh, everybody's trash. Their league. <laughs> they're, I mean, wow. Like, they're going to be the top 16. <laughs> Division winner so far is the Philadelphia Eagles, Eagles at three and four. The football team at two and six. Cowboys two and seven and Giants two and seven. That's yeah, just trash. It's horrible. Anyways, NFC North, where things get interesting again. Packers six and two. The Bears five and four. Losers of three straight. Three straight. It's not looking good. Minnesota three and five, actually playing good ball as of late. So they'll probably make a push in the second half of the season. And then you got the Detroit. I'll never bet on them. Lions uh, losing two straight. Three and five. NFC South, the Saints get a great dub over the Bucks, six Whoop. and two right now. It was <laughs> give me one more though. Oh. <laughs> it was bad. Thirty-eight to three. Uh, Bucks sit at six and three in second place. Falcons three and six, and Carolina at three and six. Ah oh, man, that was such a whooping. It was such a whooping on the cusp of getting Antonio Brown back. That's wow. I don't know what happened, but it did happen. NFC West, uh, Seattle Seahawks six and two, Uh, uh, Carolina Cardinals five and three, Rams five and three, and the Forty Niners at four and five. Still the most competitive division in the league, seems like. Yep. Uh, yeah. All right, so let's jump into what we got going on this weekend. Yes, we did have a game last night. We had the Colts. Going to Nashville and delivering a whoop. <laughs> 34 to 17. Yes, sir. Phillip Rivers with a nice game. Absolutely. Derrick Henry had a nice little game, but yep. got over 100 yards. But uh, special teams. Yeah. Like, uh, in the second half, <laughs> special teams. 21 nothing in the second half for the Colts to uh, take charge of that game. So, yeah, I started watching that game when it was 17 to 10, uh, you know, Titans. And, you know, it ended with. Colts blew a couple opportunities in the red zone. I text my brother, why the hell do you run shotgun on the one-yard line? I'm still – those are things I hate it. I just hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But uh, second half, Colts get on the board, and then the Titans just start shooting us up in the foot for the rest of the game, basically. <laughs> the punter, he shanked a punt. He got a blunt punt kicked. Then their uh, field goal kicker misses one wide right. And the Colts just capitalize every time. So that's how you get a blowout and a nail biter in the beginning. So go Colts. 
Titans, I need you to lose even more because I don't want to see you in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird, though, to me. The uh, Bears made the Titans defense look like all-pro defense last week, and then they gave up 34 to the Colts and Old Man Rivers. Yeah. So it's not good. Anyways, yeah. moving on to Sunday's games. What do we got here? <laughs> Texans-Browns. The doodos against a doodoo team. Yep. I'm still going to go with the doodos, the Browns. They're just overall more talented team. They're at home. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if the Texans won, but I'm going to give this one to the Browns. Yep, I'll go Browns here as well. Mm-hmm. No reason to pick the Texans. Nope. Next game, the football team goes to see the Cowardly Lions. <laughs> Let's go with I'm going with the football team. I'm going with the football team because I never picked for the Lions. Yeah, it's something weird has got to give here. We got the Washington football team's 0-3 on the road, and the Lions are 0-3 at home. So somebody is getting Ugh. their first victory in that scenario. <laughs> so I'm yeah. going to go with the Lions getting this victory at home over the Washington football team. Wow. 0-3 at home. That's, that's well, weird. they don't win many games anyway. I know, right? <laughs> well, dang. All, lose but they, all are, they are 3-2 and two on the road, so I guess I don't know. It's yeah. Whatever. It is what it is. Next game, Jags go to Green Bay. Um, obviously we're going to pick the Packers in this one. Uh, no reason to ever pick the Jags either. Packers win big. Yeah. No reason to discuss this one too much. We got a line of 13 and a half for green Bay. It should be a whooping. Yes, sir. Next game. Is it possible for both teams to lose? I wish it were. Yes. The Eagles. I guess the ties. <laughs> <actually can. laughs> yeah, I guess so. Eagles go visit the giants. Uh, excuse me. I'm picking the Eagles. Um, I don't know why, but yeah, they seem to play a little better defense, I guess. It's hard to say. I don't know. I don't pay attention to that division. It's so garbage. I will go Eagles as well. Just because. Because. All right. Uh, next game bucks go to Carolina. Um, I'm going to pick the bucks. I'm sure they're pretty embarrassed at this moment and they're looking to get back on track so i'll pick the bucks i like how teddy bridgewater played last week against uh, kc though yeah he's played pretty well but i i agree i think you got to go buccaneers you're looking for them to get a bounce back after getting humiliated mm-hmm. on a primetime game so i think yeah you got to be looking for buccaneers to bounce back and get a win here oh yeah next game broncos go to las vegas to see the raiders uh, i'm picking the raiders they've been playing good ball as of late Broncos are the Broncos. Yep, I'll go with the Raiders as well. I think they're better, and they're favored by four. I think they probably cover that, probably win by a touchdown. We'll go Raiders over the Broncos. All right. Ooh, Chargers come to Miami to see the Dolphins. Uh, man, I got to pick the Dolphins. They're finding ways to win. They got the young bull, two out there, who's been playing good ball in his first start in the half, basically. Yeah, so I'll go with the Dolphins. I'll go with the Dolphins. Chargers to find a way to lose this. Yeah, I think this will be one of those games where it will be pretty close. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with the Dolphins as well. The defense is better than it seems like you would think they are after you know being as bad as they were last year. Mm-hmm. Defense has actually been playing pretty well. Uh, Tua played really well against the Cardinals, showed some dynamic playma- playmaking ability. And you get a pretty good matchup here of two top ten quarterbacks. And Justin Herbert mm-hmm. and Tua Tungvaloa. So that should be actually, even though it's two and six, you know, Chargers against five and three. If the, if you're if that's the game in your region and you're stuck with that one on CBS, 
That should actually be a pretty entertaining, mm -hmm. good quality game, I would, yeah, think. So, I would think. So I'll go Dolphins, though, to win this one. Question for you. Would you rather play for a team that just consistently loses big, or would you be on a team that almost wins every week, but just shoots yourself in the foot at the end? <laughs> I think you got to be on a team that almost, you know, almost is winning games, because at least you know you're showing up to the field mm. and the stadium to have a chance to win. If you're just on one of these teams where you're getting pummeled by 20 every week, mm -hmm. that becomes really demoralizing. If you're showing up for a team that's at least competitive, I think you take a little pride in being competitive and you know you're going to be mm -hmm. in games and have a chance to win. It could be a little more demoralizing. But if you're walking into the stadium knowing you don't have a chance to win, I feel like that makes it a little harder to go do your job. So I would <sighs> rather play for a team that's on the cusp of winning games but not quite there, but at least has some promise and shows that you're competitive. I got you. It's so tough, though, man. <laughs> I would have a hard time knowing that we're going to shoot ourselves in the foot <laughs> at the end. It's just, you fight so hard. Yeah, you hard just got to be hoping that one of these times you're yeah, going to turn just, the corner. You, you know, hope. You're gonna, yeah. That's you're all you have. Way to not shoot That's all you have is hope, I guess, at this point. So, <laughs> all right, next game. Bills, go see the Cardinals. Ooh, this is going to be a good one right here. Two uh, mobile quarterbacks, two quarterbacks that's been playing pretty well as of late. Um, mm. Man, I don't know who to pick on this one. I guess I'll go Cardinals just because they're at home. But there's uh, – I bet the line is very short on this one. It's two and a half. Yep. Yeah. Oh, uh, Matter of fact, I'm going with the Bills on this one. Going with the Bills. Going with the Bills on this one, man. Yeah. Josh Allen had a big game last week. I'm going to say he doesn't have quite as big a game, probably a good game. But I'll go Cardinals bouncing back at home against the Bills. Mm, it's going to be a tough one. That's a good one. If you see, see that should one on TV. Should be a good game too, yeah. If it's on TV, you probably should stay in and tune in. On yep, that, that should be one of the better ones this week uh -huh. after looking down some of these games. Right. Uh, that's one of the better ones. Yeah. This next one, it might be a good one too. Mm -hmm. Seattle goes to see the Rams in L.A. Uh Obviously, I'm going to pick the Seattle Seahawks on this just because uh, they came off a tough loss and they're going to try to bounce back. They obviously are the better team, maybe not defensive-wise, but they are the better team. So let's go Seattle by three points. That works. Yeah, I'm going to kind of go same principle here as the Buccaneers and say the Seahawks bounce back after kind of a rough loss. And, yes, the Rams are favored by one and a half. I'll go the Seahawks to cover that. Um, I think the Seahawks win by three to seven, and we'll we'll go Seahawks there. All right. Uh, next game, 49ers go to New Orleans to see the Saints. Um, going Saints, they've been playing good ball. Obviously, coming off a spectacular win over the Bucks, uh, they're showing their true colors that we thought they would show when the first the season first started off. They kind of stumbled out the blocks after the win over the Bucks, but they are on track now. Agreed. Uh, 49ers just too beat up. I'm not yeah, sure what kind yeah. of team they're even throwing out there. Right. I find kind of, you know, at, at the beginning of the season, it looked like this was going to be a very competitive, you know, one through four division. Yeah. I'm expecting the 49ers to kind of fade away a little bit here oh, now yeah. with the injuries and COVID and just the truly astounding number of injuries to mm -hmm. key players. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I'm going to go Saints here, especially being in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we'll, we'll roll Saints here. Yes, sir. Keep those 49ers on the back burner, y'all, because they are going to come back. Uh, with or without Garoppolo. All right, next game, Steelers. Go see the Bears. Actually, that's the Bears. I, I didn't even mean to say. Uh, we're going to wait on this one. We'll do ours last. Patriots, Ravens for the Sunday night game. Uh, gone Ravens. Uh, Patriots really are not that good. They're not playing well. 
even the defense, which is supposed to be the strong side of the ball, is not playing all that well. So we're going to go with the Ravens. Lamar has the Patriots number anyway. Yeah, agreed. Patriots got pretty lucky to win that game against the Jets. That's not a good sign. They are yeah. three and five. <laughs> but you got to be looking at the Ravens here to win a win big, I would assume. Uh, even though it's in New England, yes. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going Ravens big in this one. All right. All right. Let's get into our games. I'll start with mine. Bengals marching to Heinz Stadium to see my Steelers. I don't know what to say about this game. Uh, I'll give two predictions. Uh, if my team doesn't come off the, the, the COVID list, because <laughs> there's uh, four of us, pretty big names. Uh, ben, obviously, got Vince Williams on that thing. And the other two, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, man, well, it doesn't matter. Bengals win uh, if they don't come off the COVID list. Now, if they do, I'm going to pick the Steelers to win in a nail-biter because that's the only way they know how to win. It's just <laughs> it's that simple. Three, you know, One-score game. I won't say three or seven, but it's a one-score game. I kind of fear Joe Burrow right now just because he's a new entity. And Steelers haven't seen them yet. And we let these uh, unknown quantities kind of have their way with us a lot of the times. Just like last week, uh, who the hell is Cowboys quarterback? Gilbert, that was the name? Something like that. Gilbert, was he in Gilbert Grape? He looked like Brett Favre all game until the end, pretty much. So Steelers find a way to win, but that's it. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, I watched some of that Steelers-Cowboys game last week, mm-hmm. and I didn't get a tune in long enough to really feel like I you know, had a good feel for what was going on. Mm-hmm. Steelers were struggling. They seemed like they couldn't get anything going. Yes. So I guess I will ask you before I make my pick, there is no line out on this game. I'm assuming Vegas is waiting to find out who's playing or not. Right. They probably yeah. don't want to yeah, put out a sure. line for sure. until they know that for sure. Mm-hmm. But before I pick this game, I'm going to just go on the assumption that Roethlisberger plays, and I'll just make my pick based on that, and right. then we can adjust it from there. Obviously, if Roethlisberger's not playing – Obviously, you have still a chance to win. I mean, it is the Bengals. You still have that defense. Is there anybody yes. key out on the defense? Um, well, the last couple of weeks, uh, we've missed Mike Hilton, which is, uh, remember that the week he was like, I wish our, our cornerbacks would, you know, blitz like that or stuff like yeah. that. He's the best in the league at it. So we've missed him for the last three weeks, and he's a run stopper. And we're missing our, our uh, man, what position is it? Guard on the line. Uh, Tyson Aluwalu, who's our big run stopper also. Okay. We've missed him for the last two weeks. They might come back, but other than that, no. We are not missing anybody. Vince Williams is on the COVID list, so if he comes off, we're, we're back to normal. Okay. Yeah. So that kind of tells me I'm still going to go Steelers just because of the defense. Yeah. But, again, I'll just assume that Roethlisberger is going to play. But I just want to ask you – what was the issue against Dallas? Because they just, they, I mean, the score didn't indicate. I, I really thought, you know, when we talked about that game, I thought the Steelers would blow that thing out. Mm-hmm. They obviously didn't do that. And you were a little worried. I mean, the unknown of the quarterback, all yes. this stuff. But yeah. um, what was the thing that was kind of holding them back? I mean, they obviously pulled it out. And that's, yes. you know, a win is a win. You move forward. Mm-hmm. But I guess I would only be concerned on if, what the issues were in that game, if those are kind of something that could carry over into this one, especially if a Roethlisberger doesn't play. Mm-hmm. But he did play last week, and they didn't look very impressive. Right. Again, a win is a win. Right, right, right. But what was kind of the, the issue in that game for the Steelers? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so 
I'll throw out a theory in my head. I think the Steelers are horrible at scripting their first 10 plays. Yeah. That's the first thing. We have only scored a touchdown on the first drive in like 20, this is a 26 games. Shucks. Terrible. It's just awful. We start games entirely way too slow. Uh, we cannot get the run game going. That's that's probably our biggest thing, and people just start keying in on our pass game because we can't get a push up front. We're great at pass protection. Like Ben didn't get sacked once last game. Yeah, he got hit obviously, and you know had the little knee situation, uh, which for some reason Ben plays great after he gets hurt the first time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I understand that, but yeah, that that's really the major issues. They can't get the run game going, and I think that that. That initial script really throws the game off because it just doesn't work. Our defense doesn't usually start extremely fast either. You know, <clears throat> might not give up touchdowns in the beginning, but we're going to let them at least dictate field position. They're going to march down to our maybe our 40, and we might stop them there. Now we're playing the field game position, and they'll get on the board first most of the time. So it's just we're a slow starter. It feels like we need to be punched in the face a couple times. And yeah. there's a, oh, yeah, we are the Steelers. And then we kind of get it going then. But, I mean, we are the Steelers, so we get everybody's best shot, too. People want to beat the Steelers. And then you're 8-0 at the same time. So, right. like, Someone oh, wants we, to beat the team yeah, that gives you that first right, ball. Right, exactly. So, we get everybody's best punch. The Cowboys, obviously, isn't a great team at all. Their defense is way better than we kind of give them credit for, I think. And they also have something to play for because they are trying to make the playoffs, even though they know <laughs> they're not going to do. Sh you know, they're still they're, alive in their division. They're still That's alive, so is, yeah. you know, I, Steelers still pull out these games. That's why I was impressed with the victory because you you take learning lessons with W's though. Yeah, yeah. That's the hardest thing to do is to you know win and learn lessons at the same time. Like most people have to take those lessons with a loss. Yeah. So. I, I don't have really much complaints other than the slow starts. Yeah, it's a little harder to hammer in the message when you still win. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you really definitely need the loss to yeah, kind of definitely. be like, all right, we got yeah. to get this figured out. Absolutely. Obviously, if you can get those learning lessons <laughs> during mm -hmm. a win, you know, yeah. if you can get their attention with certain things, mm -hmm. uh, that's best case scenario. But, yeah. Okay, well – if Rod I'll just say this. Yes, if Roethlisberger plays, I'm going to go Steelers. Mm -hmm. uh, it is you know, a home game. I wouldn't be too worried about the Bengals, especially with the Steelers' defense. Obviously, that changes if Roethlisberger doesn't play, and then mm -hmm. maybe a couple of those guys on defense or you know, whatever, like you said. So I'll go Steelers, but this game's kind yeah. of impossible to pick because we just don't know who's playing. Absolutely. I mean, this 8-0 is fluky as hell, y'all. I'm just going to keep it real with you. We all know that Ben has those three, four interception games. He's had one this season, and we still won that game. That's, yeah. that's a fluky-ass game. I, I, that's all I can say. 18 touchdowns, four interceptions, though. That's, that's pretty nice. That's pretty, for good. Ben. that's pretty nice for Ben. He's only threw yeah. an interception in two games this year. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. So, anyways, uh, yeah, shout-out to the Steelers. appreciate y'all for keeping my heart good <laughs> for the most part. You, you tried to put me in the hospital last game, but I'm going to survive. Well, we'll now survive. it's getting to the point where, you know, what there's so there's six games left, mm -hmm. and you're looking at you know uh, Ooh, seven. All oh, you got is it six you, games. You can go. Yeah, it's, there ain't no. Yeah, don't they play sixteen games though? Yeah, 
Did eight. I say six? Yeah. Oh, yeah, eight. Games. I don't know what I'm talking about. You already shortened the season already, but you already know something that we don't know. Math. Yeah, that's the most basic math. That's All right. But, yeah, so eight games left. What I was going to say, you could go, you know, four and four. You're still 12 and four. And that's that's like, you know, you're not going to go 500 the rest of the way. But even if you did, you're in a really good spot. You go five and three, obviously. You know, you're just – now I'm thinking you got to be – you know, you're starting to look at that with the Chiefs only having one loss. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're still having to fight in position. Even though you're 8-0, you have that team out there. They're not going to take many losses. Right. So you're still trying to fight for that number one seed. Yes. That's obviously a big deal come playoff Absolutely. time, especially when you might be having the opportunity to host a team like Kansas City as opposed mm-hmm. to going to Kansas City, even though yeah. they're used to playing in the cold as well. That doesn't really have a factor. But you always want to be at home when you're playing a good team. You'd much rather be – at home and sleep in your own bed and all that stuff. The Steelers want that one buy. They do, they absolutely want it just because they haven't had a buy. They right. had the, the the early week four buy, so they'll be playing like thirteen games straight. Yeah, they're going to need that thing. <laughs> yeah, they're going to need it. And I'd much rather them do that than try to do the I'm gonna sit players in the the final game of the season. Right. Uh, no, it seems to be bad luck when people do that. So I don't know, man. Go Steelers. Yeah, a dream, a dream season so far. At least one of our teams is having a good season. Hey. I know the Bears are five and four. <laughs> hey, it's five four, and four doesn't four look four. good when it was five and one. Right. <laughs> if they were if they were three and you know, you know, whatever, three and three or something, one and four before, and now they're five and four, it'd be different. But. Well, I think the dude's name was DeAndre Swift, but the dude for the Lions, if he catches that yes. ball in the end zone, oh, the yeah, left, yeah, yeah. We're four and four five. And four. Yeah, four and We'd five. Be four and yeah. five, like you, you know, it's. I don't. I don't <sighs> their point differential, they're they're negative. They don't, you know, they're. Uh, uh, they're in the red. Yes. So it's. Look, the offense last game against the uh, against the Titans. It just they can't get anything going. It's always they get stuff going late in the game when you know teams are usually just playing prevent defense, kind of just making sure there's no big plays so you can get back in the game, and then they. They always get into the hurry-up mode, and they always look better when they do that. Yes. But it's always coming against prevent defense, so it's hard to know. I do wonder sometimes why they never try to do that kind of thing earlier Early. in the game. Yeah. Because it always seems to be more successful when they seem to play with a sense of urgency and just kind of move, 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 move. I think it allows Nagy less time to like outthink himself because mm-hmm. his play calling has still just been absolutely atrocious. The execution on offense has been atrocious. Uh, penalties always seem to happen at the worst possible times. Mm-hmm. Like when you're, you know, it's just always the worst time. It's just, it's uncanny how they can always commit penalties in the worst possible yeah. times. It's like, it's absolutely, it's almost just gotten to the point where it's, it's laughable. It's almost, it's almost the only thing you can really do at this point, just right. kind of laugh about it. <laughs> uh, Nagy seems, you know, reluctant still to, Hand over play calling duties, and he said even if he did, no one would know about it. Mm. Um, I, I mean, I'm trying to figure out what would be in his best interest because if you hand over play calling duties, and then all of a sudden the offense looks really good. Yep. yep. He was brought in to be the head mm-hmm. coach, but he was also brought in to call plays and supposed to be this offensive genius guy. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have that quality, yeah, what's your Why value you really? Why are you here? Right. And then if it if it doesn't look good, then maybe the scheme, and that still goes back to him because right. now the scheme that you're running is because it's not like they're just going to change their offense. They're still going to run the same scheme. It's just going to be a little bit different play call patterns or just whatever. But if that doesn't work, 
mm, something's wrong with the scheme. So it's yeah. just, I'm not sure where he stands to benefit the most. I'm kind of to the point where I just kind of, I just don't think this team does anything in the playoffs. And so, you know, I feel really bad for the defense. Yeah. They just look dejected. Year. They really just look so dejected when they're playing games. Yeah. And the fact that they've been in so many games, again, you know, 24 to 17, can the offense score 20 points? I've just been saying this every week lately. It's like, can you just score 20? Can you? Mm-hmm. And again, when they, when they score, it seems like it's late in the game. And I don't count. I mean, they count. But I, when I think of how I'm assessing the offense, I don't just look at the score total. I have to think about when some of those points happened and what circumstances. And so, mm-hmm. again, if you have teams playing prevent defense, yeah, you're supposed to go score. They're just right. gonna make you Dink chip away. away. At it. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's you know, it's just it's it's hard to it's hard to kind of feel good about it. It's really weird. You're five and four, you're right in the thick of things. Clearly you're in the thick of things in the playoff in the playoff race, but it's just hard to feel good about it. And that just makes it it makes it really it's just a real weird feeling to be a Bears fan at this point. I, yeah. I'm torn between wanting this thing to just fall apart. Mm-hmm. And have Nagy get out of here and Pace get out of here and just kind of mm-hmm. start over. Um, but then, you know, I don't, I can't root for my team to lose necessarily. So it's, it's like, a, it's just a real weird position to be in. But it just feels like I just want to start over. I, I really do. Yeah. I mean, it's very tough when you don't have faith in your coach or your quarterback. It's like, well, what do you do? What do you do after that? You know, uh, it's, it, Nagy's thumbprint is on everything. So he can't escape scrutiny no right. matter what happens so uh you probably are going to get your wish more than likely some dumb sh- something dumb is going to happen and he's going to be on the hook for it and hopefully he can get out of here uh quarterback wise you're kind of stuck i don't know i don't know what you do at quarterback there's not a, a lot of quarterbacks available you gotta <laughs> go in the draft obviously the great quarterbacks are the ones with the greatest potential get snatched up early you're not going to have a top 10 pick more than likely. I mean, you could if you was just to lose it everything. Completely falls yeah, apart. Yeah, you have to completely fall apart. But otherwise, you're going to be kind of in the middle pack, you know, 15, 16, right. 17 pick. So, it's a tough spot, man. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Your coach has to get out the way, though. That's that's the sign of a good coach. I'll tell you, the Steelers, you was wondering why they, they're actually winning. It's like certain points of the game. He just gives Ben the ball and say, go do your thing. Yeah. Like I was telling you, the, the, the run game doesn't work. They've won these last two games with no running back. Ben has went out there, five wides, drawing up plays basically. That's what they say, drawing up plays in the dirt. And he's calling it running the basically a two-minute offense at the end of the day. Yeah. Just, it, you you got to be able to do something like that. I think that would be even more fun for your team. Like, all right, let's just get out here and play instead of – Probably hearing a play call like this probably ain't right. gonna, you know this ain't gonna work because <laughs> it hasn't worked yet. So well, and that's know. what's happening in Bears huddles. I mean, Foles. We talked about it. Whatever that game was, I think it was the Rams game where Greasy had shared. He had talked to Foles and said, uh-huh. "There's times he knows plays coming in aren't gonna work." Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Talk that's, about deflating. That's horrible. And Foles hasn't been good either. He's been better than. It doesn't seem like it. The schedule's been harder for Foles than it was for Trubisky. And everyone Absolutely. says Trubisky was 3-0 and as the starter. He beat the Lions and the Giants. Mm-hmm. They were down big when <laughs> Foles came into the game against Atlanta. They came back and won that game. Mm-hmm. Trubisky started that game. He did not win that game. Mm-hmm. 
They won that game without him. Mm -hmm. It goes on him because he started that game, Mm -hmm. but he didn't do shit in that game. Foles won that game. So I don't want to hear the 3-0 as a starter. It would have clearly been 2-1 if he had stayed in that game. Mm -hmm. But the schedule has been much harder for Foles. Yep, you already Trubisky said. played against the Lions, Giants, and Falcons. Right. You With said. that defense, you're going to win those games. And they almost lost those games anyways. <laughs> so, I don't want to hear it. Foles is not good. I'm not here to say no. that Foles is good. He's not. He is better than Trubisky, and he does give them a better chance to win than mm-hmm. Trubisky does. Yeah. Do they miss Trubisky's being able to get out yeah. and run around? Yep. The thing is, he only did that in 2018. Last year, he didn't run around very much. Mm-hmm. And he gets, because he gets hurt. They don't want him getting hurt. He got hurt in 2018. He missed two games. And then last year, he got hurt running around. This year, he's already been hurt with one play, mm-hmm. gets tackled, lands on his shoulder, gets hurt. Mm-hmm. He's not going to run around. They don't want him to run around, even if he were playing. It's not something they want him doing. Mm-hmm. They don't want him taking hits like that because he seems fragile at this point. Three years in a row. You've hurt your shoulder. Mm-hmm. So people clamoring for, yeah, we want him back in because, look, the offensive line's horrible, and at least he can escape the pocket and get out of there. He, gets, he was be, getting sacked more than Foles was, or Foles is. When Trubisky was playing, he was taking more sacks per game because he doesn't know when to get out of there. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes he gets out of there too soon. He just doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. So Foles is not good, but he does give you a better chance to win, ideally – if you're having good plays being called and you can ever get something going, the offensive line has been horrible, but it's really just not good. I mean, it's just not good. The Bears defense is on the field all the time. There's only one team who's faced more drives than they have. They've faced, there's only one team that's faced more plays than they have. They're just on the field all the time, and they're on the field with bad field position usually. Short fields for the offense or you know the team they're facing is offense. It's just... It's not, it's not a recipe for winning. I'm taking the Vikings on Monday Night Football. Minnesota is favored by two and a half. Mm-hmm. I don't trust the Bears at all. If they win, amazing. But I don't trust them to do anything well at this point to get wins. I can't pick them to win games. So I'm going to go Vikings. They have been playing a little bit better. That offense, it's hard to say I'm going to pick a Kirk Cousins team. But they do have that big welcome. Wet, wow. Well, whippity, whippity, whip, whip. Yep, they do yep. have bum, that big bum, weapon. Bum, weapon is what I was going for there. Dalvin. And Dalvin Cook. And yes. that's just an explosive guy that the Bears don't have anything like that. Right. And, you know, it's just that could be. I'm expecting that kind of thing to be the difference maker. The Bears aren't great against the run. They're okay. They're not great. I'm going to go Vikings in this one. It could get ugly. Right. It could be one of those. Close 17, 14 games. The over-under is 43 and a half. So they're looking at a S2 and a half where you're looking at a 23-20 game. So, you know, something around that, you know, around there. I don't expect the Bears to score 20 points. But I will go Vikings in this one. Um, Just the Bears are at a point right now where you're going to have to prove it to me before I'm ready to say you're going to come out and win games. You're going to have to prove it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm definitely going Vikings on this. Well, first of all, when we started the season, we thought the Vikings would be better than three and five, you know. So we yes, do we have a, a respect for the Vikings and the type of football team that we thought they would be. Uh, obviously, uh, a run-heavy team, not rely on Kurt so much, but they do have weapons out there. 
So they should win this game, you would think, just because their offense is a little more respectable. So I'm going to go Vikings, but definitely going to be a low-scoring game. I don't think nothing crazy is going to happen. Like you said, 23-20, you know, 24-21, whatever. It's going to be something like that. So. Sucks, man. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah, it's not fun. It does. It's not fun. Not it's kinda, fun. kind of, you know, drudgery watching these games, which is why maybe I... Uh... Can't wait for the NBA to start back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm already looking forward to that. Speaking of that, yes, sir. Let's get into that after the break. Absolutely. Right after this. All right. We'll be right back. Balls don't lie. Let's go. Checked out in terms of expectations and hopes for the season. Yep. But the Bears are so great at reeling you back in because you checked out before the season even started. <laughs> Let's be clear. He checked out before the season started, then they went 3 0. He was like, holy crap, this they actually uh did what I said they had to do in the in the, in the yeah. preview. And then they even rattled off a couple more dubs. So he's all the way back in and then uh, lose three in a row. Now he's checking back out. So Yep. Welcome back to Balls Don't Lie. Regular Steven. Let's talk a little bit of NBA. All right, so we got the draft right around the corner, four yep. or five days away. Free agency starts a little bit after that, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, tell me some uh, little rumors that you're hearing out here in these streets uh, that could be potentially big for this up-and-coming season. Well, to start with, the draft is, you know, we're getting all the – this happens every year mm-hmm. where you get all the rumors for – and a lot of it's just smoke screens, but teams – putting out information to even sometimes deliberately throw teams off the trail of what they might want to do. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing, we, you know, we got the Timberwolves with number one pick. Mm-hmm. We could see that get moved. Yeah. Honestly, I think any of the picks are being, I think they're open to move. I know Minnesota wants to add, you know, a little more experienced players, younger players, but a little more experienced and just keep drafting, drafting, drafting. We've also heard that they're willing to, take on more picks so they could uh, maybe trade that first pick to get more picks in this draft instead of going one. We've had, uh, we know they've been considering James Wiseman, the big man out of Memphis. He said, he has said that he doesn't want to go to Minnesota and that seems to be a trend. Yeah. Well, yeah, you got Carl Towns there. They would, they do have different skill sets. I'm not real sure why they wouldn't fit with Carl Towns being able to be outside the three point line and kind of stretch the floor a little bit. Wiseman's not really there yet. Uh, so I'm not sure if it's like a personal thing or if it's like he doesn't feel like a fit there or if he just doesn't want to go to Minnesota, which would be understandable. It's very cold there. But we did have Anthony Edwards, small forward out of Georgia, say when he was asked about going to Minnesota, say, I'm not playing in the snow. I'll mm. go play anywhere. Wow. So it'll be interesting to see what happens here. You got the Warriors with the second pick. We've heard that they are infatuated with James Wiseman. But is that trying to get somebody to get up and get that pick? So all of this is to say we're not going to have any idea what's going to be going on. This, all these rumors, it's really hard to make heads or tails of what's going on in terms of draft rumors. These teams, like I said, are putting out misinformation even just to throw teams off their scent to get an idea for where they're trying to go with this thing. Mm-hmm. But I am still excited for the draft because that, especially in a year like this, the draft could drive a lot of the trade market. And that's where we're hearing most of the rumors. I haven't heard rumors about free agents. All of it seems to be revolving around possible trades, even if it's for a guy like Giannis, who there's still speculation 
Is he going to sign the max extension? Is he going to hold off? I know Milwaukee obviously would like to get that thing signed. If doesn't seem like it would be in Giannis's best interest to do that. I would try to wait and see what they can put together before I make a decision like right. that. But you know, you even have now with the Rockets, there seems to be some turmoil with the Rockets. You got Westbrook supposedly officially wanting out. Right. Harden, they say, is, you know, committed. He has questions. He has questions, is, though. He has questions, but he's supposedly put out a list of teams he'd be open to going to. Mm. I want to see what your feelings are on this. So he said he would be willing to go to Brooklyn, Miami. And what was the other one? I don't remember what the other one was. Those are the only ones I wanna I wanna talk about though. Brooklyn and Miami. Because those could that could swing power in the East. Brooklyn. So think about I think with Brooklyn you'd be looking at, you know, you'd be getting rid of like Karis Levert, you'd be getting rid of Dinwiddie, yeah, uh, maybe even Jared Allen, the mm-hmm. young big guy. Mm-hmm. But just speaking of the core. We had this question. We made fun of you know Westbrook and Harden when they first started. Is they're they're gonna have to play with two basketballs at the same time? That's what I'm thinking about. So you got KD and Kyrie. Who Kyrie obviously loves to dribble the ball around. Right, right, right. James Harden loves to dribble the ball around. Right, right. Would you see that working out? It seems. I mean, it would be a very formidable trio in terms of obviously star power and skill. But do we think that's a fit in terms of on the court? Someone's gonna have to not have the ball in their hands as much as they want. And then you also have KD who's going to need shots. There's a lot going on there. I don't know if that one would be something I would look at to be a good fit necessarily. Man. Oh man. That's a, that's an NBA 2K team. That's what that, first of all, that's what that is. Secondly, I don't, I, James Harden fitting in there. I just don't see it. I don't, is he going to turn into a, a, a ball screen guy, like moving off with, without the ball a lot? Is, I don't, I don't see how that works. I would be interested to see it. You know, that's a <laughs> that's a talented squad right there. I'll say that, but I, I really don't know if that'll work, man. I really don't know. I think it would work more in Miami than it would. Nah, I take that back. Either that's just gonna, man, Harden. You might have to just stay in Houston. I just don't see he's he's a system in itself. Somewhat like LeBron, but totally different, you know, a different type of system. He is the ball handler. He has to have the ball, period, point blank. He has to have it. <sighs> so whoever you have alongside him has to be <laughs> either a corner guy or another guy that uh, kind of the same as Harden uh, and has this, like, an equal him. because. Westbrook can't equal equal Harden. He can't shoot. Right. So he's just a totally different player that needs the ball also. Uh, I think, man, I, I have no idea, man. I'm trying to see if it will work in my head, and I just don't see it. I'm still in the same boat as that we looked at at Houston. Really, yeah. So here's my theory. I agree on Brooklyn. It's hard for me to see that working unless, again, somebody takes a step back. Here's my theory on Miami, though. I have to assume, and I've heard uh, from you know the Miami podcast, Five Reasons Sports. You know they're kind of they're very plugged in mm-hmm. that Jimmy does like James Harden. Okay, and this is where I get to. I would have to assume because this would take them out of the Giannis 
sweepstakes. Absolutely. If they were going to do something like this, I would have to assume that not only Pat Riley, Spolstra, and obviously Jimmy all have to be a thousand percent committed to the idea that this would work, that they could make this work. I think outside of the fact that I, I Miami doesn't really run a system that's necessarily conducive to what Harden does. That's why I sat, I'd even there's there's still the idea that there's no one on that team though that is ball dominant so you do kind of have outside of the system you do at least have the room for that personality because jimmy doesn't care how many points he scores and he can get his in all kinds of different ways and he Mm -hmm. kind of lives in the mid-range so he doesn't really need any space you know it's just that kind of and then your next best player bam is obviously a post player Mm-hmm. Him and him and Harden in the pick and roll would be a thing of beauty, but I just think that if they do it, I would have to be under the assumption that they've not only had conversations with his agent and him, you know, to get his feel for how he would fit into their system. That if they do make the move, I'm assuming it's going to be very successful, because I don't think they would do it. Riley's not blowing a chance at Giannis. Spolster's not blowing a chance at Giannis unless they're a thousand percent sure that he would come in and work. I also have a theory that this is to force that they're them, you know, just kind of the interest in all of these things could be a way. And they've floated out. You're hearing all kinds. Almost everybody seems connected to Miami. I honestly have this feeling that maybe it's a way to force Giannis to ask for a trade. Mm. Because he, if, if he does right, want to right, be in right. Miami, he might have to, there might be by proxy of showing interest all over the place, saying, you know, sending the message to him, you know, subliminally or whatever, that hey, if you really want to be here, you, you need to force a trade. Because we're going to go land other people and your slot's not going to be open anymore. Mm-hmm. So part of me wonders about that too. But, and just, you know, we've heard about Westbrook to Miami, which I'm not trying to have that either. Please don't do that. I would, surprisingly, I would much rather have Harden because at least he can make buckets. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, and I do think Harden with the shooters that they have, with the bigs, with Jimmy, I mean, that'd be a, if you can get him to buy into everything, I mean, that could be very dangerous. That's the big question. Like, who's doing the, who's doing the, um, who's going to concede their style? Is it going to be Harden? Or is it going to be Miami? Because Miami made, well, obviously made the playoffs, but they made the finals because of their system. Yes. Everybody's unselfish, a lot of ball movement, open guy takes the shot. Yeah. Is Harden going to play, play with the kids right. <laughs> in the same fashion? That's that's right. only my only thing. That's, that's it, man. If you could get him to buy in, yeah, you could yeah. see how that could be lethal. It could be very dangerous, but... But can you get him to buy me? do that? And I don't know. That's the big question. The man has been in, been that way for how many years now? Right. Uh, for seven years he's been in Houston, I think. Yeah. But he's also getting to an age where is he just ready to say, it's time to win. Yeah. It's time to go get a championship. Because it's not happening. It doesn't seem like Houston, they had, I feel like their window closed. They trade away Paul, bring in Westbrook. That didn't work the way they thought. The window was prior to that those couple of years when mm-hmm. they were the one seed in the West. Right. They almost had the Warriors beat. So you're you're looking at you're looking at just kind of you know they they could be retooling, and if that's what they're gonna do, 
He's not going to want to be there for that. Not at his no, age. This, no. You don't have time for another rebuild. So I could see how he would want to buy in. And like I said, I would just have to assume if they do make a move like that, they're very confident that he's going to buy in and it's going to work. Otherwise, I just don't see them taking themselves out of some of these other players for something that is combustible. I mean, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> teach your old dog a new trick. Ugh, it's tough. I don't know. It's tough. But if he has, it, you know, the thing with Jimmy, it doesn't seem like, I mean, it's kind of like Westbrook. He kind of has that same kind of personality. I feel like that there's, there's, there's system there to kind of hold that in check because they don't care who you are. If you don't do what they say, they just kind of find a way to mm-hmm. handle that. Right. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. There's another interesting one that I've heard about with the Lakers. I know you talked about, you hear about Chris Paul. There's a different one that I think seems a little more likely because they have the assets to actually move and get them. And that's DeMar DeRozan. Mm-hmm. How would you feel about DeMar DeRozan on the Lakers with LeBron and Anthony Davis? Uh, it, I don't know, man. His game isn't conducive to LeBron's and, <laughs> and AD's game. He doesn't shoot. He's an inside player. He's a, mid, a, he's a mid-range guy. guy. There's another guy that I want that's similar to him, but he actually shoots. And that's Zach Levine. That's who oh, I want. No. I swear I want oh, Zach. No. I want Zach. And the reason why is, first of all, he has a great shot. He can shoot from three. He's just as led athletic as DeMar. And he's, you know, he's been by himself pretty much forever. He hasn't had any tutelage under anybody special, you know, LeBron and all these guys. I think he would fit perfectly with the Lakers. That's who I hope we get. Young budding star. That's what they're looking for. DeMar is not that guy. Now, DeMar, if he does land on the Lakers, uh, I mean, I'm sure they'll make it work, but I've just never been a super fan of DeMar like that. Just never been a super fan. He's, a, he's an a, attack guy, but would you take Jimmy Butler on the Lakers? Hell yeah, I'll take Jimmy. Well, I feel like DeMar is just Jimmy Light. Well, we need all Jimmy, though. <laughs> we don't need Light. <laughs> we do not need a Light Jimmy. Nah, uh, I don't know, man. Obviously, they know something I, I don't know. I don't watch DeMar a lot, so I can't say all the ins and outs of his game, but I know he can't shoot. That's for He's sure. He's really good in the mid-range, though. Yeah. And then there's, they don't have another guy that really operates in that space of the floor that often. I mean, Davis mm-hmm. is kind of inside all the way. His range and uh, space, he does shoot the mid-range He's a lot. But guy. there would definitely be room for him to operate in there. You'd still be able to go get other shooters. All you'd be giving up is Danny Green, who's aging. I don't think I'm trying to hold on to Danny Green for I'll anything. give up Danny for and any reason. And Kuzma. Yep, yep. And I'm willing to get rid of Kuzma, too. Kuzma yeah, wants sure. money. Kuzma's not getting money. So, oh, yeah. Kuzma, he's, sorry. See he's in every trade package. Yeah, Him and Danny Green are both in all trade packages. That's, That's for sure. You know, for them, I would take DeMar. So, I, to answer your question, I guess I would take him for those two players, but. Because I don't know if you have what it would take to get a Zach Levine. Yeah, they say. Because they just don't have that much to give up right now. I mean, you're looking at when Kyle Kuzma is your best trade chip, you're not bringing in Zach Levine for Kyle Kuzma. You're going to have to now give up multiple firsts, future first-round picks, which you can do that because you have LeBron and AD. do that. But the rest of the roster, I mean, Danny Green, okay. Mm -hmm. No one's trying to – I mean, yes, if you're a winning team, but Chicago doesn't want anything to do with Danny Green. 
You don't no. want an aging three-point shooter that's <laughs> like you're looking for young players. You're looking for draft picks, valuable draft picks. Right. Realistically, yes, Zach Levine, you know, yes, he gives you that dynamic scoring. Somebody possibly with the tutelage of a LeBron and Anthony Davis, you could mm-hmm. see him really blossom and get to his full potential. And I do think there is a lot of potential there. And he's been very good, like you mm-hmm. said, but also it's someone has to team. score the points. Yeah. Someone has to score the points. And he has been the best player on most of the teams he was on. He was with Minnesota and Carl Towns, so they had kind of a two thing there. But it just kind of seems like uh, I, I just don't think they're I don't think they're in a real position to this happens with LeBron teams. You get these two yeah. stars, oh, yeah. and now you're basically... You don't have the assets anymore. You don't have assets, and then you're just basically... Your team is a, a rotating door, a revolving door, I guess yeah. is the correct term, of you know vet minimum guys and then guys with some contracts that aren't quite so big. So you're right. going to live on those Caruso contracts until he comes up, and then maybe he's gone because how much money are you really realistically giving to a Caruso? You know, these guys are valuable because they're cheap and mm-hmm. and also good. Right. But when in the NBA, good players, if you're good and you win, those guys seem to be able to get more money elsewhere from teams that aren't quite as good mm-hmm. that kind of overvalue some of these players. We saw this with Chandler Parsons. He got a big old contract. <laughs> My Lord. And then he hasn't played. And uh, you just see this all the time, these guys getting paid exorbitant amounts of money way above what you think would even make any sense for them. And that's how guys like that get picked off of those mm-hmm. kinds of teams. Contavious Caldwell Pope, does he get more money than what they want to pay him out there? Um, you have all kinds of guys like that. And when you're structured the way with big contracts like that, you're just a revolving door of vet minimum guys. So bringing in a Zach Levine becomes very hard to do. A DeMar DeRozan, if you have the pieces to get him, I'm taking DeMar DeRozan yeah. all day. Absolutely. Because anytime I can throw out a lineup of if three of the spaces in my starting lineup are taken up with LeBron James, DeMar DeRozan, and Anthony Davis, I'm feeling pretty good about that. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know. Considering, <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you may not be able to do much more than that. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, that's a big name, I feel like, to be able to bring in considering. Yeah. Yeah, DeMar DeRozan is better than everybody on the – the Lakers roster, except for LeBron and AD, and I understand that it was just a fit thing, but they'll yeah. make it work. And, and you know, I you have know LeBron to, has to sign off LeBron. on it. If yeah. LeBron signs off on yeah. it, you got to believe he thinks yeah. they can make it work. Demar is an LA guy. I think he's from Compton or whatnot. So yeah, I mean, it, it would fit. But work on your jump shot, bro. Please work <laughs> on your jump shot, though. That's all I ask for you, Demar. You got all the athleticism in the world. You can get your shot. You're actually a pretty good passer. so And you're a ball handler, and that's something the Lakers need desperately other than Rondo. And Rondo, you better not go to L.A. to the Clippers. That would hurt my heart right there. That would be shitty. That would, yeah, that would hurt my heart right there. It would be shitty. I mean, you got to get your money, but still. It'd be seem, <laughs> it would seem hypocritical to me for them. You know, all those Celtics guys, they gave Ray Allen. We talked about this. They gave Ray Allen so much shit for going from Boston to Miami mm-hmm. during yeah, that rivalry. Yeah, yeah. You're going to go from the Lakers to the Clippers. It would just seem kind of weird. Go from uh, the Celtics other... to the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the, the other team for Harden that he put on his list was the 76ers, which you'd have to imagine Ben Simmons will be moving to Houston. That might be the most enticing thing for Houston, honestly. Mm-hmm. If you can get a guy like Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. you're probably not getting anything that mm-hmm. good back from Brooklyn right. or Miami. Because Miami doesn't want to blow this thing up, um, you know, I don't have to, to bring in a guy like that. Yeah. So 
some other things we've heard. The Warriors are very. I'm be interested to see what the Warriors do. They're going to get somebody. Either with the second pick, they're willing to move that second pick. I've also heard they're willing to move that second pick for LaMarcus Aldridge. I think I heard that on NBA radio today. They're interested in LaMarcus Aldridge. It sounds like the Spurs want to maybe go young. If Obviously, if right, you're hearing right, they're right. willing to move DeRozan and move all, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, they're thinking about retooling themselves. So LaMarcus Aldridge down low. Uh, then you still have... Wiggins, which I'm sure they're trying to move Wiggins, get out from that contract. He's not worth that contract. No, big uh, money. Seems like it, it's a valuable player to have on that team, but it just not for that money. But I don't think they'd have to move Wiggins to get Aldridge. Maybe it could honestly just be the second pick and maybe a couple other picks, maybe a couple other players, you know, in, in their depth somewhere. But huh. that would be an interesting one. I wonder how that would fit. He's a back-to-the-basket type guy. Hmm. That's weird. I guess, I mean, I'm sure they'll make it work, but Marcus, he's, how old is he? He's like he's 34. 30, 30 he's, he's up there. He's pretty old. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm, I'm trying know. to deal with Marcus. I've heard the Marcus Aldridge tied to the Heat. I know they like him. I could see it there more than the, than the Warriors. Mm, I don't know. He's a mid-range assassin, though. Back to the basket, he's, he, he can get a bucket, but. I don't know. It just seems like these teams like to play faster paced than with Lamar. Yeah. Would like would be to do. Capable yeah. Doing. I don't That's know. why I think bring it, using that second pick, if you can get a James Wiseman, big, tall, athletic kid out of Memphis, he could come in and make an impact, I feel, right away because he wouldn't have to be a guy. You know, you already mm-hmm. have Steph, Clay, Draymond. Just let him rim run until he develops in you know, right. more aspects of his game. But just mm-hmm. let him go out and be tall and athletic and rim run, try to affect some shots. He's a very athletic dude. Uh, that seems like that would just be one of those rookies where because of the situations he's in with other quality players, veteran players, could have a much bigger impact than, you know, a guy if he were on, you know, Charlotte or Mm -hmm. something. Uh, You know, it's the same thing with Tyler Hero. Like, I don't think Tyler Hero has the year he does, and especially the playoffs. I mean, again, if he's on one of those bad teams, he wouldn't have been playing in the playoffs. But, you know, if he's playing for the Wizards or someone else, you know, that's low in the standings, I don't think Tyler Hero has this kind of season that he does and looks the way he does. When I mean, mm-hmm. he's surrounded by veterans and good players mm-hmm. and the system that they're in, it, it, you know, but I think that would apply to a James Wiseman in Golden State where you don't want to rely on a rookie big man, but you wouldn't be relying on a rookie big man when you're Golden State. You just need that guy to rim run and be athletic mm-hmm. and go rebound and stuff. Like, right. I think, and then, and then you're developing him while those guys are getting older, and now maybe you're developing him into a you know, dominant big man. Um, for whatever that is, get him to develop a shot and work on some stuff like that while he doesn't have to be a key in the offense. Hmm. It seems like that would, I honestly think that would be the smartest thing to do. That also makes him cheaper because you have him on his rookie contract for a while. Mm-hmm. So it makes him cheaper than mm-hmm. the guy you might have to go get. I, I, I'd go Wiseman there, but, yeah. you know, we'll see know. what they do. I, LaMarcus might be good in a pick-and-roll situation with Steph, though. Yeah. That might be yeah. a little dangerous right there. If you keep him and Clay and – all of them on the same side of the ball, like you have to pick your poison real bad because Lamarcus, he definitely could kill you in the mid range. You know, everybody's gonna follow Curry, and he'll have a lot of open shots. I could see him getting getting off. Just if they're running fast paced, though, that's where I, I struggle with that. Yeah, I don't know. Could be deadly though. Now that I think about it, 
A couple other ones real quick. We don't have to analyze them too too in depth, but just a couple others I want to mention. We've heard Chris Paul to Milwaukee. We've heard Phoenix is very interested in Chris Paul as well. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Mm -hmm. DeAndre Ayton Ayton, team would be very interesting. Ayton played really well in the bubble. He's kind of blossoming a little Mm -hmm. bit. It seems like we've also heard Westbrook to Milwaukee and talk about a nightmare. You got Westbrook and Giannis out there ball dominating that can't shoot. Westbrook just doesn't seem like he fits in today's NBA. I'm not real sure. Unless he just will commit to, like, stop shooting so damn much. Not that he – I mean, I get it. But it's it's ugly. I mean, it's just getting worse and worse every year. He doesn't have – he's still explosive. He's Russell Russell Westbrook, but the explosiveness is going down. Mm -hmm. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy that – you almost have to wait for him to hit the realization that I'm a veteran guy. I'm just going to chip in veteran type things Mm -hmm. and not try to be – Russell Westbrook anymore and if he can do that I could see him being a valuable piece somewhere uh, but only when his shots come down and when, when he feels comfortable with his shots coming down would I be comfortable having a Westbrook on my team yeah Westbrook seems like a person who hears everything that everybody says about him yeah he's out there shooting threes just to prove that he can shoot threes but yeah. he's just but he further in lamenting our, our. <laughs> it's like, like dude no, he you can't said shoot this for a reason. I know, right? You've proven it over years. You cannot shoot. Please stop doing it. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, if he does come to the realization that he just is what he is, and he kind of leans into his actual game because he's a very good passer. Yeah, um, solid he, defender, he, he's solid strong. Defender. Right, he can get to the the cup whenever he wants to. Still, he might not be able to rise right. as high as he used to, but he still could be a great facilitator. If you put the right pieces around him, he could be a very key contributor to a, a winning team. Maybe not a championship team, who knows, but a winning team he could be. But I think he's too hard-headed. He wants to be, quote-unquote, Westbrook. Yeah. And he's getting a little too old for that shit. So, the knees, he's had knee issues and things like that, I believe. He's just getting old, so, yeah. There's a couple uh, other ones. Do you have any other Chris ones? Chris Paul. Want? Yeah, I like that to Phoenix, though. That would be nice I in like Phoenix. I like that. You've seen what he did with OKC. Right. Phoenix has a, Devin Booker and yeah. Aiden. Yeah, he has talking. a squad over there. He could be a little dangerous. I don't know if he'll make a lot of noise in the West, but yeah, I could see him easily being a four or five seed. Right. Yeah, you're, you're back yeah. in. You get Devin Booker a taste of winning. <laughs> yeah. Maybe entice him to stay. I think that's what they have to start thinking about. We have to really commit to putting a winning product on the court because otherwise Devin Booker is not going to want to be here. Yeah. He's going to start – you're going to start – I mean, he's, yes. in his, he's already <laughs> right. extended, but you'll start hearing rumblings. He, you've already heard that he wants out, and they've come out and refuted those and all of that stuff, but they're always coming from somewhere, it mm-hmm. seems like. Usually, you know, when you hear that kind of stuff, sometimes it's made up, but they always know they can come out and say, I didn't say that. Mm-hmm. But maybe it actually was from somebody that's close to the situation. You just don't know. I think Chris Paul in Milwaukee would be a good fit. Yes. But these teams are all teams that are – it's interesting for Chris Paul because he's kind of one of those guys where he's like the piece that the team's going to try to bring in to prove that they want to win, but he's also old. Old as hell. So if I'm Giannis, I'm going, okay, yeah, you brought in Chris Paul, but when he's done in two years, then what? I'm supposed to sign a five-year right, max right, extension, right. and yeah. then I'm tying my wagon to Chris Paul? Mm-hmm. No thanks. Yeah. Uh, for Devin Booker, I think it at least shows that they'd be – I think it's more meaningful for Phoenix to do it for a Devin Booker's sake because he's already has the long contract, uh, more time there already. But at least it would prove to him 
something that they haven't proven, it seems like, so far, and that is that they're willing to go out and make moves to actually try to win now. Even mm-hmm. if it's not right. – we're not going to be competing for a championship necessarily. We're still willing to go out and make moves and get rid of some assets and not just stay young forever. Mm-hmm. They're one of those franchises that seems like they're just always young. You know, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. how do you always young? You just, what happened to all these guys you drafted? I know you miss on picks and everything, but you're always young. How do you just stay always young? So you got to go out and make some moves. You got to be willing to get rid of some of your guys that you've drafted. You got to be willing to get rid of some picks. Mm-hmm. You got to be willing to make moves if you want to win in this league, especially when you're Phoenix. It's a warm weather place. It's nice weather, but it's not exactly one of those des- destination teams. It would be for the weather, mm-hmm. but not for the franchise. Right. You know, it's not necessarily traditionally a franchise that is known for winning. They're kind of known for not winning. Not actually. winning. So you got to go out and prove to him that you're willing to do that. Um, the other interesting team I think we'll be watching is the Washington Wizards. Brad Beal has said that he wants to stay in Washington and ride this thing out. I don't know if he's like channeling his inner Dame Lillard, but he wants to waste his whole career in Washington. I'm not sure why he'd want to do that. Loyalty is a great trait, but I just don't understand some of these guys that, you know. Yeah. Like, dude, there's no path for you there. Aside from maybe even the Wizards get better. You got to look at the top of that league right now, and you got – Miami with the relatively young core. Celtics. You got Brooklyn. You got the Celtics with that core. Yep. You got Milwaukee. Like, yep. there's not a real pathway for you there, no matter right. how much you guys do to your roster. That's not a destination team mm-hmm. either. So, what are you really signing up for here? So, it's kind of like Portland. It's like the, they, they are kind of like the Portland of the Eastern Conference. They're mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. They've had some good players. They've made some playoffs. You know, they've had some runs here that are respectable. Um, you know, with John Wall and, you know, back in the days when they had Gilbert Arenas and Anton mm-hmm. Jameson, and they've had some little nice little stretches mm-hmm. for a franchise, right. kind of like Portland with Lillard. And, yep. uh, but they're not going to bring in big free agents. They're, they're just kind of stuck in that middle area. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure I want to sign up for that if I'm Brad Beal. Yeah, man. It's a young man's league, but the young guys don't win the chips. It's the old guys that are winning. Yeah, and how many of these young guys are gonna waste their prime trying to build these these franchises? Zach Levine, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, uh, uh, Trey Young, like all these great talents. These are not just you know flashes in the pan. These are really great talents. How many of these guys are gonna get wasted because you know their ownerships don't know what they're doing, or it's just, I don't know, forever whatever for whatever reason it's not working. These guys are going to eventually just want to go to a winning team. Right. And something has to happen. So, I, I, you know, the Lakers, you see, if you can see what I'm doing, I got my arms open for all these guys. <laughs> all these guys, you want to come play with LeBron and AD? I got you, fam. So, I, I don't know. But there's a lot of great talent in the NBA, and a lot of it is being wasted. Bottom feeders. It's, it sucks. Yeah. You know. But the one I'm sucks. interested in seeing – if they can pull it off, if the amnesty thing goes through and the Wizards can get out of John Wall's contract relatively uh-huh. easy, I know they'd be jumping on the opportunity to do that. I think he'd be a good fit in Miami. Ball distributor. <laughs> Hold on. Y'all know that's, the, that's always the case. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter who he is. If he's good, he's a good fit in Miami. He's a good fit in Miami. <laughs> Kentucky guy. I've been seeing him in pickup games looking very good. He looks cut up. Yeah. He, he looks, looks ready to prove yeah. that, like I said, ready to remind people yeah. that he was a, he was a player. You know, multiple-time All-Star. He's led the league in assists. Mm-hmm. I think just those intangibles to me 
make him a good fit with Miami, the the passing ability. Mm-hmm. Like you got all these shooters out here. You got Bam and Jimmy and you, the passing ability. Give me someone that's quick. The point guard position is a very big weakness for Miami. Yeah. And you got Dragic and he's nice, but he's not a good defender mm-hmm. at this point in his career. Right. Kendrick Nunn's a you know, not a defender. Young pup. Uh, if they put Tyler Hero at the point guard position, he's not a defender. Mm-hmm. You know, so like they, they just kind of, when you get in the playoffs and you need to actually D up and you're playing some really good point guards. Right. That can, that can kind of create some issues. Mm-hmm. So just a guy like John Wall, who is a good defender, ball distributing guy, doesn't need to score a lot of points. He's good in the mid range. Okay. Shooting threes. I'm, I haven't seen his numbers, but I'm guessing his a career, probably 33, 34% shooter. Mm-hmm. Take that. He doesn't take a lot of threes. So that'll work. The athleticism, the quickness, the, he's still explosive. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'd be I'd be pretty excited about that. Aside from the fact that I'm such a big John Wall guy, I started the whole Kentucky thing being back in prominence. But um, yeah, I, it's guys like that I'd be interested in seeing. We'll just see. This is also much fun. The thing that's so fun to me is that we went from basically the off season to the preseason within a matter of like three weeks in between. Right. It's right. Like okay, we're we're winding down. We're talking about the off season. We're recapping the season. Next thing you know, we're boom. We're moving into the preseason, which is very exciting. The draft, where there will be a ton of moves, free agency, trades, all these things are starting up in the next week or two. So you're looking at you're looking at a lot of excitement coming. I'm very excited. So I'm I'm I'm. It's just a lot of fun, man. The, the NBA offseason is clearly the best offseason of any sport. Mm-hmm. More things happen, more rumors, more intrigue. And it almost makes it as fun as the the actual season. So we'll be, it'll be exciting to see who who lands where, and we're about to find out very soon. By next time we record, we have an even better idea. The draft will right. have taken place. Yes, sir. Some trades will be made off yes, of that. Sir. Yep. I would like to say if I had the number one pick, I would take Anthony Edwards out of Georgia. I just want to be on record of saying that. I think the guy will be a superstar. Mm-hmm. I do also like James Wiseman. Lamelo Ball seems like a nice player. Six seven point guard. I haven't seen him play because he played in New Zealand or Australia, right, right, wherever right. the hell he was. Uh, but uh, you know, some of these other guys. There's a lot of depth in this draft. I don't think there's, you know, this major can't miss Zion, KD. You know, LeBron, obviously LeBron, but you know these can't miss prospects. But I think the depth in this draft is pretty good. I think you can find a good player at 20. I think you can find a good player at 25. I think if you do your research right, you're going to find them in the top 10. You might even be able to find some really good ones in the second round, as there always are. But I think this draft has a lot of depth and quality as opposed to, you know, that that star power at the top. But I think there is a lot of depth and quality uh, in this draft. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see what happens. I'm not a college fo- uh, basketball watcher, so I don't know really any of these players. I know LaMelo Ball just because, you know. He's a ball guy. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen him play. My son keeps saying he's going to be number one. You don't know what you're talking about. But anyways, uh, we'll see. Uh, more interesting is where these guys go and because it all depends on where they go. You know, teams have different development, you know, or better at developing than others. So that's really the key thing to me. And, well, I look forward to seeing what happens. I always get blindsided by new talent every year that I never know about. I don't play 2K as much as I used to, so I don't know a lot of these names. Like last year, I kept hearing Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, what the? That's the weirdest name I've heard in my life. (laughs) You know, but he bought out. You know, he's a he's a good guy, and uh, 
he's actually somebody who wouldn't mind being on the Lakers. If he'd you, be a good fit as well. He'd be a great fit. You know, a ball handling guard who's actually pretty big, strong, can shoot and take you to the to the cup. I like that. He'd be a good fit for sure. Yeah, I don't know if I would like to say his name multiple times a game. <laughs> Dinwiddie, Spencer Dinwiddie, but it's weird. It's all like respect a... though, my brother. <laughs> respect <laughs> for sure. But uh, yeah, exciting times coming in the next couple two three weeks. We'll get a lot of news to actually talk about instead of speculate about, and I'm excited about that. Yeah. Anything else you got, man? I don't think so. I'm just excited to, like you said, see what actually happens. You know, mm-hmm. these rumors and all these things, like, okay, yeah. we've been hearing rumors. It's, sometimes it's just fun to hear the rumors. Yeah, you know, it just, is. just to hear and just, you know, it's like when you buy a lottery ticket and you go, well, how would I spend my money mm-hmm. if I won the lottery? How, what how kind of right. house would I buy? <laughs> it's the same thing when you hear these rumors like, ooh, what would that look like? Yeah. It's just like you start imagining all the possibilities mm-hmm. of some of these teams. It's just fun to do. It's a fun exercise. And, you know, if you really enjoy the league, I think you probably enjoy the offseason for that reason because it just gets your imagination going. So most of the time, all this stuff comes for, you know, it just doesn't even happen. But, mm-hmm. You know, then then sometimes some of it does, and sometimes when the smoke there is fire. And so, right. like you said, it's patience, trying to be patient. I'm right. I'm just <laughs> chomping at the bit to see what the Heat do, um, just yeah. you know, seeing what everybody does. So mm-hmm. yeah, excited for the draft. And next time we do the show, we'll be covering that. We'll recap yeah. it and talk right. about all the moves that happen. Mm-hmm. And and that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Yes, it will. We also are in the middle of football. I know somebody over here is not ex- as excited as I am. <laughs> so I'll enjoy these last uh, nine weeks of regular season football. Yeah, I've checked out. Because hey. if I check in, if I stay checked in, it's, going to be good. it's, it's just more painful. I'm, I'm ready to – I'm checked out. I'm obviously paying attention. I'm watching the games. But my hopes are zero. I've, I've really just kind of, you know, checked out in terms of expectations and hopes for the season. Yep, but the Bears are so great at reeling you back in because you checked out before the season even started. <laughs> Let's be clear. He checked out before the season started, then they went 3-0. and He was like, holy crap, this, <laughs> they actually uh, did what I said they had to do in the, in, in the yeah. preview, and then they even rattled off a couple more dubs. So he's all the way back in and then threw, lose three in a row. Now he's checking back out. So Yep. Bears, we need you to win two, three more games in a row <laughs> so we can get regular season, uh, regular season, regular, regular Steven, season, re- regular season <laughs> Steven. I like that. I like that. Mostly we, sad. <laughs> we need him to check back in. Oh, in my class, this was kind of funny. Ooh. In my class, so I'd worn my Bears hat the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. And so my instructor at, at the second week, it was after their second straight loss, goes, Surprised you're still wearing that hat. Ah. So for this week's class, I put a piece of paper on my hat <laughs> with a frown face. And he goes, he just started laughing right away. He goes, is that your bear's hat? I was like, yes, this represents how I feel inside. Oh, man. <laughs> I wish I could have seen that. That would have been hilarious. I'm sorry, regular. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's always room over here on this. No, on this that's what he said. Black he's a Packers and yellow, fan. Black and yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a Packers fan. He's like, hey, if you ever want to change colors, I was like, dude, <laughs> that not would be that gross. way. He's that like, would be gross. Though. Yeah, he's like, you want to cross the border? Yeah. I was like, if I cross the border, it's not to me that direction. Nah, but I told him, I was like, honestly, if I was ever to say like, okay, I'm just, I can't do this anymore. I'm done being a Bears fan. I just, I probably just, there'd probably be, Miami. I know a team that I'd be a fan of, but I would never be able to consider myself like, right, right, right. like it was. 
with the Bears because yeah. and it, it, it's honestly it's just not going to happen. I'm just mm-hmm. kind of invested in the torture. Right. But it would really just be I just wouldn't be able to really be a true fan of any team. There'd be yeah. teams that like I'd root for mm-hmm. and true. still I'd obviously still root for the Bears, but in terms of just like checking out of fandom, like that real you fandom, um I don't think I'd be able to do that with the Bears because at some point I'm hoping it just all the suffering just pays off. Kind of like it did with the Cubs. Yeah. And that yeah. felt so sweet. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, that's what I'm holding out for. Yeah. But in seasons right. like this, I have to pull back a little bit because I can't be sitting there getting angry at the TV every week, yelling, getting all pissed off for the whole next week because they right. lost. Right. Like, I got too much going on in life to be that emotionally invested in a team that I know mm-hmm. is going to just break my heart. Yeah. So, you know, I, I've seen too many Bears teams. I, I know what's going on here. This is not not that surprising, and it looks like many other seasons that mm-hmm. I've seen. So, yeah, be strong, my brother. I'm trying. Be strong. Can you imagine if you actually did become a Packers fan? You know how much hate you would get. Yeah, I just couldn't. Like, I, I, mean, I, I, I just I can't even imagine. I, I would never do that. I don't know how my respect levels will be. <laughs> that's like that's like. Well, I, I my son obviously he's a kid. He doesn't know about fandom for real. He's just a player guy. Him switching to a, a Ravens fan, that that yeah. hurt me, but he's yeah. young, so I can't really. That's how kids are nowadays. They're not real fans. They're highlight watchers. Who has the best highlight last week? That's who they're fans of. But yeah, you're a grown-ass man. If you went well, to the Packers, you couldn't even, man. Well, and it was kind of like, you know, I still am a Cubs fan, but I also became a Rays fan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah. it was because of a connection to that place. But the other thing was, if that was like, you know, uh, a team in the division. Right. I, would, I could never do it. The could. Rays play the Cubs like once every four years in the rotation. Right, right, right. The chances of those two teams meeting up in the World Series are like so low, right. considering the Cubs have only made the World Series once in my lifetime and the Rays have made it twice. But the chances of them both making it in the same season, mm-hmm. it's like I never had to really consider and worry about like, Oh, my fandom is going to be very conflicted here. Right, right. It's not really doing anything to my Cubs fandom to also like the Rays. They operate in completely different fashions, and that's kind of why I appreciate the Rays. Right. It's just a completely different thing to be a fan of. But mm-hmm. they're not, yeah, like going to be a Green Bay fan, was ne- that would never even cross my right. mind. Right, No Vikings, no Lions. It'd have to be someone, again, who, mm-hmm. like Miami, completely on the other side of the standings, different division. Mm-hmm. The chances of them meeting up in the Super Bowl are like zero, uh, considering their histories of being in the Super Bowl in my lifetime, mm-hmm. uh, which they haven't, neither of them. Uh, really. Uh, so, you know, you look at what well, the Bears did in the Super Bowl once when they played it in Miami and they lost to the Colts. So uh, I can't believe I just forgot that. But wow. um, I've tried to wipe that from my memory. Too. <laughs> Rex Grossman ruined Devin it. Hester, he returns the opening kickoff for the <laughs> touchdown. And my brother's a Colts fan, so that made it even worse. Ooh. And I, he rubbed it in afterwards, too. Yeah, I would have rubbed it in, too, if I was there. Yeah, that's horrible. I, um, actually, I wasn't a Colts fan at that time. I was a supporter, though. Yeah, I've never been on a Colts fan. All right, anyways, let's get out of here. That's enough of that fan stuff. (laughs) I'm not going to change my Bears fandom. I'm just checking out a little. I'll be checking his closet to make sure there's not an undercover Packers hat in there somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man, let's get up out of here, brother. All right, well, like we always say, my man, the balls do bounce, roll, and fly. But they damn sure don't lie. For sure. And neither do I. You know. And neither does this guy. You better know that. Later, dudes. I love.